0: Welcome to the next episode of Tranquil Dreams Podcast. It's time for the next What's Up recap as we look at week two of 2021. It's a bit of a mixed bag this week with some progress and maybe a little bit of the same as before um, with all the categories of reading, playing, watching, binging. Let's get right into it. For reading this week, I had to take a little break from Wayward Kindred since um, I have a blog tour coming up that I need to cover. Uh, The post is already up now it's for up the creek by Alyssa grosso which is essentially a thriller novel This is essentially a story about an unsolved murder from the past uh, a cold case in culver creek that links to a current case of a missing child the story focuses on three of those pe- the three of the people there which is the mom caitlin caitlin walker the uh, father lance walker and then you also have the detective, which has newly been assigned to Culver Creek to look at the cold case, um, Sage Dorian. Uh, so, this is the story itself is pretty good as a thriller. Overall, I mean, it's a very interesting story, especially as a beginning one, which kind of gives you that setting of Culver Creek, the stories that are there. Um, this one focuses a lot on more of a psychological angle. Um, The thriller is set up pretty well. Uh, The review is already up as a blog tour. You can um, check it out on the blog right now. I'm going to have a link uh, connected to this one so that you can check it out if you want. The story is a really good setup for the series. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where the story is going to go from this point. Uh, For people who really know me quite a bit, uh, thrillers are one of those books what are uh, pretty much genres that are pretty hard to do really well no matter if it's books or movies because it takes such a um, good balance of how to execute um, the reveals to kind of uh, put out all these plot twists or give you that little shocking moment that kind of makes everything come together. Uh, Up the Creek as a first book of a series is actually really really good. Um, I had a really fun time. It was quite the, um, it was pretty well paced and um, kind of kept you wondering what was going on. Um, the ending reveal is, it all makes sense, it all comes together really really well. Uh, so they still left a little bit of um, area for it to kind of open up the Culver Creek so I'm guessing the second book I have a general idea of what direction they're gonna go as an assumption obviously Um, but I'm really looking forward to see where this novel where this series is gonna go in the next book reading very simple I'm probably gonna get back onto Wayward Kindred and I have another blog tour coming up so I'll be reading that next Um, I'm going to talk about that next week Um, so we can head right over to gaming gaming is also a lot of the same Um, there wasn't a whole lot of difference this week uh, I'm still playing Katana Zero. Uh, we're going to be reviewing it on Game War Podcast. So I'm taking a little bit more time to finish the game. Uh, for those who missed the previous episode, in, in short, Katana Zero is a stylish neo-noir action platformer, which, has, which is really quick-paced and um, has an instant death combat Pretty much what it is is your killer trying to play out the different scenarios of how to beat each level and each segment of the level as you try and complete um, Assassin Contracts pretty much, which you need to um, go through certain buildings and uh, areas requiring different little things like stealth or just different little objectives that are set for you, while in the middle you're also trying to figure out um, this Uh, killer, uh, Zero, who their backstory is, because every single day you start up with a new segment of a nightmare that this assassin is having every single day where they wake up and they see a little bit more of this nightmare that they're going to have, the people, the shadows, what actually happened. Um, the two storylines kind of go together to kind of pad out who this person that you're playing is while at the same time also giving you a lot of action to work with. Um, I'm at a point where I'm a little bit worried that I'm starting to um, not be as calm and my reflexes are not playing in as well as it should be, but I'm going to keep trucking on and I'm going to hopefully be able to get past this middle point, which is um, kind of a bit of a challenge at this point, but I'm fairly certain that I'll get past it at some point. It's all a lot of trial and error and kind of <laughs> getting it through. Um, so yeah, it's it's still a really fun game. I like the challenge. Um, I think it's really fun. The story itself is pretty intriguing. I really like the style of it. Uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to see where the story for the rest of the game is going to go. So that's it for gaming. Uh, still a very short week. Uh, I don't have really any plans for the next week and I'm not playing anything else right now. I'm really just focused on Katana Zero as I settle some of the other things um, since I do have a lot of backlog for everything in general, um, except for movies since I cleared out most of that at the end of the year. Uh, Talking about movies, we're going to the next section which is watching. In terms of movies, this week was a lot better than last week already. Three times better um, compared to the one movie in week one. I managed to watch three movies this week. Um, I'm not sure why I'm going on an Asian movie binge, but I am. Uh, all Chinese movies, um, I watched uh, 2016's Line Walker, 2019's Shanghai Fortress, and uh, 2016's S-Storm. The first one um, is Linewalker, which is based on a TV series of the same name which currently is going to be releasing its, um, its third part I believe. So it's really built itself quite a franchise and Linewalker the movie is a spin-off after I believe the first series. I haven't watched any of the series as of this moment and the review for Linewalker is already up on the blog right now so I won't talk too much about it. The movie itself is a bit average. It's about several cops who go undercover and during the process some of these cops identities have been wiped clean from the police police database. And as you follow each of them you start trying to figure out who is the undercover and who isn't and it kind of builds up. The cast is really strong, um, the plot and the execution is a little bit lacking. Uh, you can read a little bit more on my review because this is definitely not my highlight this week. Um, I do like the cast itself and the potential is definitely there, but um, it's definitely made me want to go check out the TV series, which I believe is available on YouTube right now, uh, but the movie itself is not really where uh, I like it at least. Um, I think that you know the tone itself has a little bit of issues. Moving on to the next one is um, the Chinese sci-fi movie called Shanghai Fortress, uh, which was released through Netflix. So Shanghai Fortress is set in a uh, future of 2035 when aliens have pretty much wiped out all of the cities of the big cities in the world um, to obtain a source of energy. So now it's are in Shanghai, and um, Shanghai has a station which wants to try and defend itself by, you know, by launching a counterattack using the technology that they have. Um, the story itself is pretty good. The premise itself, the sci-fi elements are really good when they're talking about kind of the world and the pretty much the end of the world and the fortress and those elements are really well done um the only thing that has more of an issue is probably it's cgi where it's enemies um taking on kind of like maybe a bit of a pacific rim slash uh slash enders game type of concept where there's people controlling different types of um uh, technology and stuff like that and also a lot of Fighting and you know that sort of thing. Um, the aliens itself is where it feels a little bit not so polished because the computer graphics for the aliens pretty much looks a bit like um, action figures. Uh, those little you know those old plastic action figures that you play with, like clashing with each other. Um, and they also add in this kind of um, I guess a more human element when they add in the the love elements, which I thought was pretty weak and didn't really fit with the story a lot. Um, the friendship element and the team element there is actually quite good, where it's done with um, the Shanghai Fortress type of, uh, of storyline. Also uh, not really what I expected it, the cast is alright, everything is okay, uh, but it's definitely worth a watch for um, the premise itself. The, uh, the execution still is a bit lacking. The last movie that I watched is S-Storm, and the one that I definitely would highlight out of this pack, uh, which was, I mean, a little bit, you know, um, a little bit below average. S-Storm is the sequel of uh, Z-Storm, which is pretty much stories revolving um, corruption in Hong Kong in the different sectors. Uh, S-Storm is focused around the jockey club and um, the soccer betting type of uh, world. Where the team of ICAC, which is the Corruption Unit at Hong Kong, they uh, are going to invest. They realize there are some uh, irregularities due to a a anonymous uh, tip that within these soccer bettings there is a certain amount of corruption going on between um, between just just between the the bets and the system. So they start to go investigate this to figure out. Um, who is responsible, but as they chase each of these people down, um, each suspect starts getting assassinated. So this kind of creates a you know a tension and a urgency to kind of catch up to the next person to find out who is really behind all of this. The story itself is pretty good. I don't really have a big issue with this series, which uh, I've only watched as obviously the second one, and I believe it's gone up to about the fifth one at this point. Uh, The story itself is pretty interesting. I really do like this type of um, corruption, stories type of thing, um, case, investigation. And the cast in this one are all people that I pretty much like a lot. So you have Louis Koo, you have uh, Julian Chung, and you have uh, a very small role for Vic Chow, but he gets as one of the main leads. um, And it all gets kind of injected together. There is kind of a bit of a flimsy element where they keep wanting to add this kind of... um, I don't know romantic family angle type of thing which doesn't really get fleshed out enough to make sense but i guess it adds on to the stakes for um the characters and stuff like that uh but the movie itself is not bad in the group of these three movies s storm is definitely the best one um there are still some little issues of execution and that sort of stuff which i think could be done better but i mean the franchise has gone up to about what five films and i think the recent one is, the last one is supposed to be released sometime in 2021 so it's it's definitely one that i want to catch up with gradually i don't remember the other alphabets that they use for the storms um but i mean i kind of enjoyed z storm and then s storm pretty much held up to what i liked so it's it's been uh, you know it was a, it was a good it was a good experience and that wraps up the movie section and the watching section. I'm going to be looking at TV, which is binging. Um, this week, not a whole lot has changed. A lot of the same is Who's the Murderer Season 2, Meeting Mr. Right Season 3, which actually didn't end because they decided to split the last episode into two weeks. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed, and I think it's not such a great move because it kind of takes you a little bit out of... Um, hoping that it would end and then episode two is part one this week and part two next week which doesn't really make sense um shine Shine super brothers has uh uh went on to their is was preparing for the second um the second performance i believe uh, or the third performance at this point I, i can't remember um but that is still progressing, Um, definitely from the last one there were some people that definitely stood out uh, and I'm interested to see where this is gonna go and who's going to actually debut out of, well debut, but like end up being in the group um, after this. Uh, When We Write a Love Story is still in the beginning, but I'm definitely really loving the vibe of this. Um, a lot more because as the stories of each of the celebrities uh each of the pairing of the celebrities come out it's definitely been padded out a lot more uh i, I think this is definitely one of my highlights of the week um, other than the fact that i'm really looking forward to seeing meeting mr wright season three and who's going to actually make it out as a couple um, but those things are all covered in previous episodes i'm going to look a little bit more into them when the series ends or if there's something very different that happens Um, Other than that, I mean, obviously, I'm still watching The Uncanny Counter. Last week, I had mentioned something that I wanted to correct was that Uncanny Counter. I said that I wanted to finish, but it was more that I wanted to catch up because um, we've pretty much caught up to all of the episodes currently available on Netflix. Um, There's still, at this point, that I'm you know, as this come out, there's four more episodes to come out, which will be interesting to see where it goes because we've essentially passed that half waypoint and this is kind of like the big showdown um uncanny counter is definitely one of my highlights of the week but i'm gonna keep that a little bit under for now because the story's not finished we still have four episodes to go um but uncanny counter if you don't know what it is is a netflix series a korean series which is a about a squad of um evil spirit. Rip, reapers type of thing, you know. They 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 try to capture evil spirits. Right now, the story has fleshed a lot more to kind of touch some of them in a more personal way. Um, as for new stuff, though, um, there are three series, uh, one variety show, and two TV series that I started this week. Um, seeing as some of the other ones are going to end soon, or or kind of just like scattered here and there. Um, the first one is uh, Dear Missy, which is. Uh, available only on iQiyi, um, the site which has a lot of series. I don't think it's a VIP series, so it should be accessible and it should have English subs when you go on it uh, onto the international site. Um, They sell this one as loosely based on Gossip Girl, which I'm not sure if I completely agree, at least based on the first few episodes that I've watched, I think I've been about four episodes into this one, Um, but it is uh, very good because it's about It's very different pacing because it's about um, essentially two best friends, uh, two high school best friends that um, had issues that split them apart and then as they're older now, um, I think it's nine years later, they meet up again um, in a company and they work together to try to overcome the struggle of the magazine shutting down. So definitely a different setting for this. Um, I'm going to see probably more of what this loosely based Gossip Girl is going to be, because I really don't know how far they can go with the scandalous stuff and whatnot. Uh, I don't know what limitations they would have in order to not be able to make it um, as crazy as what Gossip Girl has or as scandalous as the situations they create are. But it's definitely a good one where uh, I'm interested to seeing where it goes. Uh, The two actresses, I haven't actually seen them anything except for the recent variety shows. Um, I've i seen some of the other actors, uh, so I'm definitely interested to see where this is going to go. It looks like a really cool premise that could take it pretty far. Um, the other one, the variety show is uh, Share Life or Share Your Life. They don't have a really an English title, it's on the Yuku YouTube channel right now, which is pretty much a Chinese version of uh, Netflix's uh, Terrace House. I haven't watched Terrace House but it's pretty much um three girls and three guys who get asked to live in a house together and and the stories that come out of it it's not like other um relationship based ones where these people are going in in the objective of uh, finding a boyfriend and girlfriend this is more natural life all of these people have issues they've all decided to move into this house for whatever reason which is stated in the first episode um the third episode just finished this week and uh, so far you know there's a little bit of love blossoming there's a little bit of friendship blossoming um, a lot of different things as we look at each of their lives as you know it goes on day by day um, in their different careers and in their whatever Um, I don't know how scripted it is I've been reading comments about how this might be scripted and it might be not so um, I'm not sure (laughs) right now but it, it, is, it does feel a tad dramatic, but then, I mean, they did pick people who seem to be at some type of crossroad in their life. Um, a lot of things that they need to figure out. So it's interesting to see where this is going to go. Um, but, I mean, my highlight of TV is going to be Legend of Fae, which is the main thing that I'm binging right now, because I saved up a lot of episodes. Um, they're at, like, episode 30, and I'm at, like, 13 or something right now. Probably they're past 30 at this point. Uh... So I'm going to start with a little quick description of what Legend of Fei is about. Uh, Legend of Fei follows a uh, young martial artist, she, uh, Zhou Fei, who is a granddaughter of a national hero who was forced to become a bandit. And uh, because of that, uh, for the past 20 years, she's been she grew up in a secret fort managed by first her grandfather and then now her mother. The fort's role is pretty much to protect the world and to kind of give a home to the people who, uh, to warriors who have no other place to go in the in the chaos of this uh, mortal realm. But as the fort is starting to go into the days uh, and and needs to kind of catch up with time, Zofei ends up going out to explore the world, and she. Before she leaves, she meets this free-spirited kind of young martial artist called Xie Yun, which is uh, played by Wang Yibo. Uh Zou Fei is played by Zanilia Dao, And together they form this friendship uh, and build their skills together while they go on this adventure uh, through this world that, uh, of, and they start seeing these different secrets that different people have um, in the martial artist uh, martial artist world type of thing. Uh, it's a bit of, you know, a lot of these stories are a lot of good and evil and um, fighting to be the best, that sort of thing. So it's interesting because both of them are a little bit different in how um, in how these characters are built and at the point that I am at, um, She Yun's true identity is starting to be revealed, Um, but I mean I still have a long way to go. At episode 13, the whole series is supposed to be 51 episodes, so there's still going to be a lot of change and it's hard to really determine where the series is going. But Legend of Fei is with uh, Yibo Wang, um, The Untamed, which was a series that created quite a bit of craziness last year. but definitely a series that's worth um, worth watching, and uh, you can find that on Tencent. Um, he's also known from best known for a Korean Chinese boy band called Unique, which was his main debut. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely learning a lot more about Yibo Wang as I go. He's fairly young. He definitely feels like we're starting to see a lot more sides of him um, as ju- as more than just. Um, that kind of character who doesn't talk a lot, um, a bit cool, he seems to have a little bit of attitude type of thing, Um, but he's definitely changing as he picks up these different roles. I think Legend of Fae is is one where he talks a lot more as a character, even though it's dubbed, you can really see this different side of him, the dynamic in his acting which comes out. Uh, Definitely in The Untamed, it was a lot more tamed because he's more of the you know quiet character who really was just about his dialogue was very little and it was all about you know his emotions and his eyes that really showed but legend of Faye is very different because he's not a he there's a lot more secrets to this character at the same time he's more of a fun character as well he's like not so serious about things and at least at the beginning this is what it feels like um, and he's, uh, and, and the series itself has a pretty good flow, it's, it is adapted from online novel or something like that, uh, but th- the premise is really, really good, it's a pretty much a fantasy costume drama, um, it has a strong female lead, uh, it's set in this world, which is, is, uh, focused a lot on, like, sword fight and stuff like that, um, so I'm, I'm interested in seeing where it's definitely going to go. I'm pretty much, I had a little bit of hard time getting into it at the beginning. Um, it's more of an adjusting of um, a bit of the dubbing of the voices and stuff, because when you watch series and their voices get dubbed by different people, you kind of get this change in reality for me at least. Uh, but that's how it goes sometimes with a lot of Chinese series, and I'm slowly getting used to it. Uh, But Legend of Fae has a really good premise. Some of the characters are a bit annoying right now. I'm wondering how they're going to develop it to be less annoying, hopefully. Um, But yeah, that's my highlight for TV this week. Um, I guess this week hasn't been as uh, exciting as previous weeks. With just the simple idea of... um, I mean, I'm watching a lot more TV, but there's still a lot of things that are kind of hanging in the air. Um, there are some new series starting next week, which I'm pretty interested in checking out. Um, one is with, uh, Janice Wu, which I really like from Skate Into Love and, uh, Oriental Odyssey and, uh, My Amazing Boyfriend. She's been on a lot of stuff that I like. I'm, she's one of the actresses that I actually catch up on a lot. Uh, so I'll talk about that next week. And then, um, and then that's pretty much it for this week. It's been interesting, I'm really looking forward to a lot of things are coming out in the next month which is going to be uh, pretty cool, whether it's I have some pretty f- cool plans as well for what I want to do coming up. Um, I'm definitely going to break out of the Asian movie watching for a little bit soon. Um, I wanted to do that but uh, it wasn't really deliberate and um, I haven't been able to figure out what other movies to watch which could work. but. I'm definitely changing to something less thriller-esque of a week, since this week was pretty focused on thrillers and such. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, As I, you know, slowly find my pacing um, and figure out how to structure the What's Up segment, um, I have a few ideas for some discussion posts coming up. Uh, I just need to get through the content, and then I'll be able to work on it. But uh, yeah, so some plans are in the making for this for sure. Uh, so if you enjoy, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, please like and follow. Um, you can check me out on uh, my blog, which is, I suppose, where you're coming from. If not, go and check it out. It's k l l i n g dot You can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram as Tranquil Dreams, Facebook is Tranquil Dreams Blog, and Twitter is Tranquil Dreams underscore. Um, thank Thank you again, and hope you're having a great day. Stay safe, and bye!